Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. Let's begin the training of today. What is a well-rounded sequence? I want to start explaining with what really sequencing is. A sequence is a series of events or a series of actions that follow each other. And in yoga sequencing, this refers to the way that you put together your asanas or your positions, the transitions, the breath, and in what order. That means the sequence as a whole, but also parts of the sequence. So think of the warm-up, which can be considered a sequence in itself, or the sun salutations, peak pose, or the preparation for peak pose. All of those little parts within your sequence can also be called a sequence. In yoga asana, a sequence is the progression Yeah, the progression of postures, but it can also be the breath, the mind, emotions, spiritual elements that eventually bring you in a state of total bliss. And how to sequence and the purpose of sequencing, I teach you all of that in the English for Yoga Teachers course. But for now, just remember that the sequence is the structure of your class. So, Sequencing is how you put all the elements together, all the elements that you want to teach and how you put them together in a logical and intuitive order. Because if you have a very logical and intuitive order, your students can explore, learn, they can develop in all the ways yoga has to offer. So physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, really sequencing is a skill. It's a skill that you can learn, but sequencing requires you to have profound knowledge of the body, of the mind, of the breath, of the asanas, the effects, the benefits, and also the possible challenges or the harm and the danger that these asanas and other exercises that you include in your sequencing include, right? So that's a little bit of an overview of what sequencing really is. Now, what does a sequence consist of? Yeah, what do we include in the sequence? First of all, the way that you structure your sequence depends a little bit on the type of yoga that you teach. Yeah, there are set yoga sequences and sequences that have a little bit more freedom. So if you think of set yoga sequences, they are always the same. Yeah, they are the same every time you teach them. And you see these set sequences in, for example, Ashtanga yoga or hot yoga. Some of you know hot yoga as Bikram yoga. But styles like Vinyasa or Hatha, they offer a lot more freedom. Yeah, These styles allow you to be very creative in the way that you put your asanas or the order of all the things that you want to teach together. 
Yeah, so the sequencing skills in Hatha and Vinyasa, but also other styles. Sorry, not your sequencing skills. The sequencing order of the things that you teach is not always the same. And the majority of people here, they teach Hatha or Vinyasa. Yeah, so that means that when you sequence, you can put your sequences together using different asanas, different themes, different purposes, different focus points. It can always be something else. It doesn't always have to be something else, but you do have that freedom. So when you create your sequences yourself and you want to offer well-rounded sequences, well-rounded sequences include a combination of asanas that stretch and that strengthen, but also relax the body. Yeah, they provide stira, which is stability and strength. And they also provide sukha, which is comfort and ease. They meet your, your well-rounded sequences. They meet your students where they are at. And they give them a really healthy challenge to progress and develop. And also enough ease to relax in their sequence or by the end of it, by the end of the sequence. Apart from the asanas that balance and strengthen the body or offer an opportunity to increase flexibility and mobility, they also provide development with different types of elements. Yeah, I'm going to explain what these elements are. So what then is a well-rounded sequence? A well-rounded sequence is a variety, is a combination, a combination of a variety of asanas that target the major muscle groups. They have counter movements, but a well-rounded sequence also includes pranayama or breathing exercises, mindfulness and meditation, and relaxation, as most of you know, in savasana. Yeah. So pranayama, such as ujjayi, or Nadi Shodana, help develop awareness and deepen the practice and improve overall health. Meditation or mindfulness can help your students become more aware of what they really feel, what their emotions are, what thoughts are going through their heads. Yeah, meditation is something that you can offer before, during, or in the relaxation part of your classes. And relaxation really refers to easing the tension in the body, easing the tension in the mind, allowing for greater sense of peace and well-being. Okay, I'm going to give you examples because this is a lot of information and I want you to be super clear on what a well-rounded sequence is. So to give you some examples, sometimes teachers choose to practice pranayama and meditation at the beginning of a yoga class. And if you practice at the beginning, it helps to set the tone of the class, to set an intention, to check in with the breath, with feelings, emotions, but also prepare for the journey of the movement part, the physical part of the class. Other times, teachers choose to do the movement first and practice asanas and then do pranayama and meditation. And this, for example, helps to first release all the energy that doesn't serve these people in the pranayama and the meditation practice and make room to breathe and total calming of the mind. 
Yeah, so by incorporating a variety of activities, and I would like to suggest all these types of activities, your students will be able to gain a lot more benefits from your practice. Now, a very, very common question, a very common question that most teachers have when they speak about sequencing is how do I structure the asanas? In what order do I put my asanas together? Now, all of this I teach you in a lot of depth on the English for Yoga Teachers course, but I do want to give you a little insight into things that you can start working with today. So the order in which you put your asanas together heavily depends on the outcome or the result that you want to work towards. What is important, though, is that your asanas progressively become more challenging meaning that they allow your students to warm up, steadily increase strength and flexibility. And it means that you start with simple variations followed by more challenging variations of the asana. Yeah. And you want to target your arms, your legs, the back, the core. And we really want to make sure that you also give your students time to breathe in these asanas and then slowly go to the next one. You can do that by using transitional asanas as well. Yeah. So next to strengthening, gaining flexibility, you also want to include asanas that relax the body and relax the mind. And these can be added at the beginning of your class, during the sequence, but especially not to forget after your sequence, yeah? And asanas that can help you do that are, for example, reclined spinal twists, seated asanas, maybe a seated twist, happy baby, corpse pose. There's a lot of asanas that you can use for that. Now, in a typical sequence, you may see that you start on the floor to ground down, followed by Surya Namaskar to warm up and stretch the major muscle groups, then practice standing asanas such as warrior asanas, and then followed by balancing asanas, seated asanas, and maybe even core activating asanas, inversions, and backbends. To finish, eventually, as you know very well, in Savasana. In whatever order you put your sequence, you want to offer a variety of all these different types, and I like to call them asana categories. And we have a, a course or a dictionary for this, the Interactive Yoga Dictionary, where I explain all these categories of asanas as well. Yeah, now to make your classes even more enjoyable, you want to offer variations, suggestions, and also explain the use of props. Props are, for example, blocks, blankets, straps, the wall, chairs. There's a lot of things that you can use to facilitate the practice of your students. These things really promote inclusivity and accessibility. Yeah, that's a different thing. I will not go into much depth of that today because I've got more to explain about sequencing. Going back to sequencing, because we all know that sequencing is more than just Asana is more than just giving instructions. One thing is to instruct an asana. One thing is to instruct an asana class. 
But another thing is to create a well-rounded experience for your students. You know very well that your students come to yoga not only to stretch their bodies or to become stronger. Yeah, they're also there to enjoy a moment to themselves, to connect mind, body and breath, and maybe even reflect on specific themes or topics that you're using your classes. Students absolutely love to set intentions with you and to cultivate positive energy, to cultivate self-awareness, to cultivate confidence within themselves. Or on the other side, release negative energies, things that don't longer serve them. Whatever it is, this type of experience requires more than simple instructions. And I believe that a well-rounded experience, a well-rounded sequence also includes a personal touch. And this personal touch you can do with the help of mindfulness and meditation and also using your pranayama breath exercises. Now, mindfulness and meditation is something that a lot of teachers fear because they never learned how to do this. Yeah, they can practice by themselves, but teaching those things is completely different. So one way you can learn how to offer meditation and mindfulness is first of all, learning how to write mindfulness or meditation scripts. Yeah, mindfulness and meditation scripts require more in-depth knowledge of language that we use for metaphorical expressions or language for imagination. Now, if you teach yoga in English or if you teach yoga in another foreign language, this is the next level in your language learning and it takes some time. But just as it requires practice and time to teach asana, It also requires a little bit of time and practice to learn metaphors in imaginary language. But you can learn all of this. You can learn all of this. And especially if you know what your learning style is, where to start, how to continue and what to focus on. But all of those things are for another day. I'm speaking about sequencing here. So teaching well-rounded yoga sequences can be very challenging but super rewarding if you know what you're doing and how you can do this. It will be super rewarding, a super rewarding experience when you see that your students absolutely enjoy what you're doing and when you feel extremely confident in what you're teaching them. So to ensure your class meets all the elements, including the development of strength, flexibility, relaxation, and self-discovery, I recommend that you practice lots and lots and lots, that you plan ahead, and that you design your sequences in a way that will target all of the elements that I spoke about in this training. So I'm going to give you a quick summary. If you want to, grab pen and paper, write it down, or write it down in your notes on your phone, because I'm going to give you the six things that I think all well-rounded yoga sequences include. So number one, what you want to do is start by defining what your style of yoga is, the style that you teach. Remember that if you teach something like Ashtanga or Hot Yoga, you have a set sequence and this sequence doesn't change. So there's not a lot of room for freedom and creativity to start designing your own. 
Yeah, but if you teach vinyasa or hatha or yin or restorative or what are some other styles? There's a lot of different styles that have a lot of freedom and creativity. So in that case, you do want to pay attention to your sequencing skills. The next thing, so step number one, define your style of yoga, the style of yoga that you teach. Then assess the familiarity that your students have with yoga. Yeah, what are their needs? What is the purpose of them coming to class? And what is their level of awareness or the experience that they have with yoga? Because you want to meet your students where they are at and design sequences that are appropriate for their abilities and that really meet the goals with which they come to a yoga class. So define your students and get a little bit of insight into why they come to your class and what they need from you and what you can do to meet those needs and desires. Then number three, incorporate asanas that target strength, flexibility and mobility but also asanas that offer smooth, actually, that would be step four. Forget. So first, step number three, target strength, flexibility, and mobility. Yeah. Then step number four, include transitional asanas. So the asanas that ensure that your sequences are very smoothly, mindfully, and purposefully, and that they help your students to move from point A to point B with ease and with grace so that we're not standing up in mountain pose and suddenly we're on the floor. There's a lot of steps that you can take in between to do that in a very smooth way. And it feels like more logical and more intuitive for your students. Then number five, include the other elements like pranayama, meditation and relaxation. All of these things will promote to develop self-discovery yeah you can include themes or a topic intentions for your students or ask your students to set an intention for themselves there's a lot of different ways that you can play with when you create a well-rounded experience a well-rounded sequence offering not just asana but all of the other elements as well and then number six, be prepared to offer variations, offer suggestions and props. Yeah. As a bonus tip, I'm just thinking of this right now as well. Add authenticity yeah, and upgrade your verbal communication. Because when you know how to provide your students with very clear and concise, but also compassionate verbal and physical cues, Throughout the yoga class, you will be able to really strengthen your student-teacher relationships to really get to the depth of it and help your students develop in all the ways, all the ways I mentioned before, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, all of those things you can do by really adding themes to your classes, intentions, meditation, pranayama, mindfulness, relaxation, and your authenticity. It's okay to also share your personal experiences, yeah? All right, so I've given you a summary already, but very quickly to recap. Number one, define your style of teaching. Number two, assess the familiarity that your students have with the practice and their needs. 
Number three, incorporate asanas that target strength, flexibility, and mobility, especially of all the major muscle groups. Then include transitional asanas that ensure that your classes feel logical and intuitive. Include elements like pranayama, meditation, mindfulness, and relaxation. Themes or topics that promote self-discovery. And be prepared to offer variations, suggestions, and props. Okay? All right. Have a great day. And I'll see you all soon. Goodbye, everyone. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.